I'm Sean Delaney, and you're listening to What Got You There. What Got You There is a must-follow for entrepreneurs, creatives, high achievers, and change makers. Each week, I sit down with some of the world's most influential people and focus on the journey behind their success. We uncover the strategy, tactics, and routines that help them get there. Now it's your journey, so it's time to learn what's going to get you there. Uh, what got you there? What got you? Got you? If you're enjoying the podcast, then you might want to check out some of the other things I'm working on behind the scenes. I put out a weekly newsletter called Momentum Monday, which is just a quick synthesis of everything I've been reading, listening to, and watching during the week. I also do a once-a-month deep dive called The Distillery, which is a long-form distillation on someone whose thinking has greatly impacted me. You can check out past distillations of Josh Waitskin, Yen Liao, and Nick Konis, and everything else we're putting on at whatgotyouthere.com. This is one of those special episodes I love doing. This is a distillation episode, and the distillation is just a once-a-month deep dive on someone I've learned a lot from, and this one is on Bruce Lee. Yes, the legendary martial artist, but I, I view him more uh, as a philosopher and artist of life, and I'm going to dive into his mindsets, um, what we can use and learn from him and, and use them in our own life. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode of Bruce Lee, the distillation of Bruce Lee. Anyone who's interested in investing in high-end art, I think you're going to want to listen up to the latest support of the podcast, and that's the company Masterworks. And Masterworks is an online investment platform valued at over a billion dollars, and they give everyone like you and me an opportunity to invest in high-end art. And when I say high-end art, I'm thinking about Picasso, Warhol, or Banksy. And this is an opportunity for all of us to get in on investments and potentially build generational wealth. And if you think about contemporary art, it is actually outpaced the S&P 500 by almost threefold from 1995 to 2020. And what Masterworks understands and what they do is they actually understand that investing in high-end art is really hard. And most of the time, you have to sell a major tech company or ransack a museum in order to have the ability to invest in these pieces. And what Masterworks does is they buy a piece of art, and then they file it, the work with SEC, sort of like filing for a public company IPO. And then we can buy shares representing an investment in that painting. And so Masterworks holds the piece, and when they sell, we would get a prorated portion of the profit. And I know people invested in Masterworks, and some of these early adopters saw a 32% return on a Banksy sale in 2020. So if you're interested in diversifying your investment portfolio and investing in high-end art, I think you'll want to check out Masterworks. So go to masterworks.io slash there to get priority access to their exclusive community. Once again, that's masterworks.io slash there. You can also see important disclosures at masterworks.io slash disclaimer. Are you looking for a delicious and healthy nutrition bar that is keto-friendly, low-sugar, and protein-infused? If so, look no further than New School Snacks, who's reinventing the low-sugar snacking revolution. Now, for me, health is one of the biggest things I think about, and eliminating the sugar from my diet is crucial, and that's why I love New School Snacks. So if you're one of those people who also want to change the way you approach nutrition and snacking, then head to NewSchoolSnacks.com for great deals on their collagen bar loaded with healthy fats from MCT oil, and while you're there, pick up one of their brand new mouth-watering French Toast Crunch Bars. That's NewSchoolSnacks.com. Welcome back to another episode of What Got You There, or for the new listeners, welcome to. So what we try to do on What Got You There is we want to uncover the lessons from the game changers, the high achievers, the peak performances, and really learn 
how we can take those lessons and apply them in our own life. And so this is one of those unique episodes because I'm actually doing a distillery episode. So what the distillery is, is it's just a once a month deep dive into, into someone who I've learned a great deal from their thinking, their mindsets, their philosophies. And then we try to figure out how we can apply them into our own life. And so who I'm doing today is Bruce Lee. And if, if you want to read the entire distillery, because it's much more in-depth than what we'll go over in this episode, you can just head to whatgotyouthere.com. And I put this out once a month. So if you want to be the first one to receive these in your inbox each month, you can subscribe to our Momentum Monday newsletter. And I'll be sure to shoot you this in an email um, and just make keep you in the loop on all those things. So once again, that's whatgotyouthere.com. Just click on the distillery tab. So like I mentioned, we're doing Bruce Lee today. And, and Bruce Lee was a martial artist, an actor, a philosopher, but most of all, he, he was an artist life and he thought deeply and he lived life to the fullest and he challenged dogma and at the core of everything he did was honest self-expression um he, he really was intentional about cultivating the, the life that he wanted and he worked ruthlessly at it he, he was constantly learning discovering testing his boundaries and, and all of that is going to come out in this distillery uh, there, there have been countless books written about bruce so this isn't going to be one that we dive into his biographical information um it's more about the mindsets philosophies and then how we can apply those lessons in our own life and one of the things that intrigued me so much too is that Bruce died at the age of 32, and it's remarkable how lasting of an impact he's had, and then just the the wisdom he had at such a young age. Uh, I, I'm just kind of in awe of it. And, and like what Bruce said, he, he doesn't want us to just accept his teachings or his ideas as gospel. And, and he says, absorb what is useful, discard what is useless, and add what is specifically yours. So it's not about how much one learns, but how much one absorbs what they learn. So I, I really hope we can dive deep into this, and then you can absorb this. And, and so Bruce says, I cannot teach you, only help you explore yourself. Nothing more. I, I just think that's such a great quote. So we're going to start off around the concept of artist of life. And Bruce has said, I've always been a martial artist by choice and an actor by profession. But above all, I am hoping to actualize myself to be an artist of life along the way. And artist of life, it just refers to the process of being an individual who, who through, through our own use um, and independent judgment, we sought to fully actualize ourselves into a total human being. So physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And, and so the artist of life is really willing to bear his soul for the purpose of honest communication and not get caught up in societal role playing, which, which Bruce termed self-image creation. And so to be an artist of life, you have to lead with feeling. Bruce was big on this. He said, don't think, feel. You have to live it, feel it, not just analyze intellectually. And I think so many times today, so many people are looking around and we're trying to live up to these false facades, these things we create or society creates where we think we have to live up to. And one of the other people we did a distillery on was Josh Waitzkin, the legendary chess player. And his whole term was was just to unex, unobstructed self-expression in everything he does, right? Like you have to let out your inner self for your best work to come through. I'm a big believer of, of that. And so Bruce Lee said, therefore, to be a martial artist means to be an artist of life. Since life is an ever-going process, one should flow in this process and discover how to actualize and expand yourself. So I, I hope we we all view our own lives as our own canvas to paint on and let like our true selves come through. I, I think this was really at the core of what Bruce did and talked about, and I hope more of us can implement that. So another quote he talks about here is around self-knowing and self-help. And he says, the greatest help is self-help. There is no other help but self-help. Doing one's best, dedicating oneself wholeheartedly to a given task which happens to have no end but is an ongoing process. So being an artist of life is hard and requires tremendous amount of self-work. 
and, and you want to cultivate who you are. And, and that starts with knowing who you are. And like Bruce said, this is an ever ongoing thing, right? Like you don't ever reach that point where you fully know yourself. We're constantly learning more and more. And that's important to, to understand that, that this doesn't end, but you've got to dive headfirst into this. And, and Bruce said, well, ever since I was a kid, I, I have been possessed with within myself this instinctive urge for growth and daily expansion of my potential through my own observations i am convinced that an absolutely honest and direct inquiry into oneself will lead to understanding you have to do the work right you you've got to dive into yourself uncover the hard truths the uncomfortable truths but that's the only way we can learn ourselves and, and develop that self-knowledge. And, and Bruce even talks about it. He's like, I've gone through a lot of ups. I've gone through a lot of downs. But without doing this type of work with these daily discoveries um, and observation, he was big into just observing your thoughts. We can't be our true selves. And, and so I think the more we, we can step back, analyze ourselves, face those, those uncomfortable truths, that's really going to help us on this path. Um so I, I just love that. I, I, it's something I, I love to do, and I think there, there's a lot of people, once they, they go down that path, they uncover so much more about themselves, and that uncovering process, that's part of it. It's the enjoyment. Um, and as you can see, like Bruce w- was constantly just trying to discover, to learn. His curiosities just like oozed out of him, and, and that was one of the things that I really uncovered even more when, when doing this distillery is just he wanted to uncover his potential and was just obsessed with that process. Um, similar to everyone that we featured thus far in the distillery. I remember legendary investor Yen Liao. I mean, he, he, he said the most important words in investing was know thyself. And he constantly explored himself. Same, same thing with, with Josh Waitzkin, Nick Kakonis, some of these other people. And so Bruce was an avid reader. Um, he thought this was so important. And, and one of the people that he read a lot of was Dr. Mortimer Adler. And Adler had this book, Great Ideas from the Great Books, and one of the lines that Bruce actually uh, underlined in this book was, the reason we read the great books of literature, science, or philosophy is to deepen and broaden our intelligence and imagination, not to acquire up-to-date information. So Bruce understands here, right? Like It's not just new facts, new facts, new facts. It's a deeper understanding and how we intertwine all of these different disciplines. That's something he did. He he read everything, philosophy, self-help, science, everything. And he was looking for the commonalities and and how he could intertwine them all. Um, by the time he died at the age of 32, he had a massive library. I've, I've seen reports, uh, 1,500 books all the way up to 2,000 different books. Um, in the distillery, I, I dive into some of the other books and specific passages that he took out of them. One of those books was the Tao Te Ching uh, by Lao Tzu. So if you, if you want to see more of some of the books that he really learned from, uh, just, just check out the distillery page. So, so Bruce also had a personal philosophy, and through a continual process of learning, Bruce developed this personal philosophy, and the central theme uh, being the liberation of the spirit through greater self-knowledge to free oneself from preconceived notions, prejudice, and conditioned responses is essential to understanding truth and reality. And because of this, Bruce was able to express his potential through his martial arts. Once again, right, it's like being our own independent person, fighting off the preconceived notions, the dogma of society. This this is just so apparent uh, in Bruce's work in his life. And he, he says it, it's so difficult to write about oneself. And just so you know, a, a lot of what I'm, I'm putting in the distillery here was actually Bruce's own writing. Uh, he wrote 
thousands and thousands of pages um, in his journals, very detailed journals, very detailed notebooks. Um, and, and so this is what I'm, I'm pulling from. And, and one of the things he talks about, he says, each one of us is such a complexity. And so in order to, to write these things, it's really difficult because he understood everyone is complicated. There's so much nuance. And that's one of the things like Toto Wolf, uh, legendary F1 CEO that we featured in distillery, he understood that each individual is complex and so are the scenarios. And so we, we often and grasp for these black and white answers, solutions, and because we're complex humans, part of a complex adaptive system, <laughs> it, it, it's not it's not going to be that simple. And so we need more honest observation, and those honest op- observations can lead to some critical insights. And so one of the quotes I like that Bruce had is, "Knowing is not enough; we must apply. Willing is not enough; we must do." Right? Like all everything we've talked about this far, it requires doing. It requires a willingness to do, and then actually following through with it. And so Bruce was an incredible person at understanding himself, but I was actually pretty envious of what an incredible teacher he was. Um, and he didn't just practice his martial arts. Like, like so many of these great people, he passes down the lessons he learned. And he says a teacher is never a giver of truth. He is a guide, a pointer to the truth that each student must find for himself. A good teacher is merely a catalyst. Oh, it's so true, right? Like, Good teachers, they unlock our potential within us because they allow us and create and cultivate the conditions for us to discover that. And one of the things Bruce talks about is the empty teacup principle. And I'll, I'll read you a quick story here about the empty teacup. And this, the story is a, a learned man once went to visit a, a Zen teacher to inquire about Zen. And as the teacher talked, the learned man frequently interrupted to express his own opinion about this or that. And finally, the Zen teacher stopped talking and began to serve tea to the learned man. And he poured the cup full, then kept pouring until the cup overflowed. Stop, said the learned man. The cup is full. No more can be poured in. And then, like this cup, you are full of your own opinions, replied the Zen teacher. If you do not first empty your cup, how can you taste my cup of tea? And so like, when the student is ready, the teacher will be appear, right? Will appear. If, if we don't open up our minds to expand, to learn new things and drop some of those dogmas, we can never expand our knowledge. We can never learn. I, I just think that's a, that's a great um, Zen story talking about the importance of emptying our cup in order to fill our cups. And one of the students of, uh, of Bruce said, there's something about a man who makes you believe in yourself. It's a very special power that only a master has. Bruce made you excel excel by making you believe in the impossible. Wow, right? Like the best teachers, they they don't only show us things. They open up and unlock things within us. And one of those things is confidence, self-belief. That's That's been a reoccurring theme in the distillery, in these What Got You There episodes is that inner knowing, that belief. But sometimes that's got to be open. That's got to be unlocked from a teacher. And, and Bruce was one of those teachers. So so to dive back into the the whole um, empty cup principle, emptiness, Bruce says, this is the starting in point. And so in order to taste my cup of water, you must first empty your cup, my friend, drop all your preconceived fixed ideas and be neutral. Do you know why this cup is so useful? Because it is empty, right? Like uh, a cup is only useful when it's empty. And so Bruce was so big on that, not adopting just dogma or, uh, preconceived ideas or a particular style, style, um, even when he was naming his, his martial art, he, he, he was so, I don't know, inner conflicted about giving it a name because he wants to be able to pull from all different um, practices and domains. And I just think that's really important. So continue to empty our own cups to be open to conflicting ideas. I think it's one of the best things to do, right? Like when, when you can argue the other person's opinion 
better than they can, that's when you know you, you've really gone in the, into into their head. And that takes empathy, thinking about others. Um, I, I just think this is a really important principle. So, so Bruce talks about the secret of life. Um, and he says, the aphorism, as a man thinketh, thinketh in his heart, so is he, contains the secret of life. And so James Allen further added to this, as a man is, a man is literally what he thinks, right? It's all a state of mind. Everything is your state of mind. So certain things aren't good or bad. It's, it's what we label them as. And so Bruce says, if you think you are beaten, you are. If you think dare not, you don't. If you like to win, but think you can't, it's almost a certain you won't. If you think you will lose, you are lost. For out of the world we find success begins with a follower's will or a fellow's will. It's all state and mind. And so it is. It, it's it's how we think about different things. And one of the things I've seen Bruce do throughout his life in studying him and then all these other people that I've been fortunate enough to talk with or study, yeah, they, they understood this, right? Like they created the internal conditions they needed to move forward, to succeed, to challenge themselves. When they did face a challenge, a setback, it wasn't – they just felt horrible for themselves. It was, oh, wow, here's a learning opportunity. What can I take from this? What can I use moving forward? And I just think that's so key. So it really is. It's all state of mind. Another quote he has is, I am happy because I am growing daily and honestly, and I don't know where my ultimate limit lies. To be certain, every day there can be a, a revelation or a new discovery that I can obtain. However, the most gratification is yet to come. So Bruce is talking about the future here, right? Like he's constantly a discoverer, and, and one of the things he, he talks about within discovering is, is your target. And he says success comes to those who become success conscious. If you don't aim at an object, how the heck on earth do you think you can get it? So it's about creating that vision, right? Like what are you going after in life? And another thing he, he talks about with once we create this vision for ourselves, it, it'll put a definite plan of action in place. And he says when you drop a pebble into a pool of water, the pebble starts a series of ripples that expand until they encompass the whole pool. This is exactly what will happen when I give my ideas a definite plan of action. I am not easily discouraged, readily visualize myself as overcoming obstacles, winning out over setbacks, achieving impossible objectives. I, I love that. He talks about the visualiz visualization there. It's something we've talked a lot about on the show and how many people use visualization, but not just visualization of the positive, right? Like, oh, yeah, I, I want to achieve this. I'm going to think about that. No, no, no visualizing the obstacles that you're going to face. So when those obstacles do actually come to fruition, you're better able to handle them, to tackle them. I think that's so important. And, and because of this, you're open up to the to these new opportunities. And like Bruce says, all moments are learning moments. And, and life is something for which there is no answer. It must be understood from moment to moment. And Bruce really never missed an opportunity to, to let each situation teach himself about himself. Um, he, he was just on this perpetual ride of self-discovery. And when, when you're on that ride, when you're open, when you're, you're being curious, you know that everything's a learning moment. Um, you, you don't just grasp onto things. You learn, you discover. Um, I think that's just so, so crucial. It's like be open, right? No matter what happens, what can we learn from this? What can we take forward moving into the future? Uh, I, I just love how, how Bruce played that out in his life. And, and one of the other things that he talked about with that definite chief aim is that laser-like focus, and he says the successful warrior is the average man with laser-like focus, right? When we can concentrate, when we have that definite cheap aim, what we're going after, all of a sudden, all of our actions, all of our thoughts lead more into that. 
So, so Bruce talks about his definite chief aim and purpose and developing that laser-like focus. Um, he, he actually talked about he, he felt like he had this mysterious power within himself that motivated uh, the path he chose. And he really talked about this as like this inner force. And the, what he actually said is, I feel I have this great creative and spiritual force within me that is greater than faith, greater than ambition, greater than confidence, greater than determination, greater than vision. It is all these combined. My brain becomes magnetized with this dominating force, which I hold in my hand. And it's funny. I think about Winston Churchill. Um, And Winston Churchill said something similar. Um, He said, I felt as if I were walking with destiny and that all my past life had been but a preparation for this hour and for this trial. And I've seen this again and again with with the best. They they really do have this like deep seated inner knowing or belief, and they're unwavering in it. And I don't know where it comes from, how it gets cultivated, um, but it's there. And Bruce actually he he created this document. It was in uh, in 1969, and he titled it "My Definite Chief Aim." Um, and it's actually I'll make sure it's linked up. Uh, in the distillery, and he he writes out everything he wants to achieve, even though he hasn't achieved much. And the funny thing is, he is he did achieve a lot of this, but he also didn't. But you have to set those those goals and and really aim for something. And and with the goals, he talks about you got to be flexible, you got to be adaptable, you've got to be like water. One of Bruce's key concepts, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, and he says, not failure, but low aim is the con- crime. In great attempts, it is glorious even to fail. Once again, right? Like Bruce understands that even when we fail, these are learning opportunities. But but the problem, the failure, is when we don't even set out these goals and try to achieve achieve these things. And, and so what Bruce says is the first rule of achieving your goals is you got to know what you want to go after, right? Like so many of us are just walking through you know, in this fog. We don't even know where we're going, what we're going after, and we're just stumbling around. It's like create something you want to go after no matter what it is and that action will lead to more action right like i'm obsessed with momentum breeds momentum it's so true the more we do the more we discover it leads to more discoveries more doing but when we have that chief aim that destination that's when our best work comes through um, and and bruce he, he knows with those failures it's, it's just chipping away i think of this like the the statue of david that michelangelo created michelangelo created or started with this massive one piece block and slowly he chipped away chipped away and what became was a masterpiece and that was the statue of david <laughs> the same thing in our own lives we have to chip away so each experience try something new you didn't like a certain thing you did all right chip that away no for next time that's something you're not going to want to go after um i i just love that metaphor of, of thinking our life's like a giant block of, of marble we're going to chisel down um, and carve out to create our best life and within that one of the things that that's very challenging i know a lot of people struggle with is, is willingness to stand alone against tradition and popular opinion like we were talking about before avoiding dogma um and bruce he just he he rejected blind obedience to external authority he urged people to hold themselves in their lives as their highest values um and he talked about the artist of life who lives by his own judgment and who's willing to stand alone against tradition and popular opinion. I think it's really important if we're going to live a meaningful, impactful life. It has to be an, a life that we're, we're charting. It's our own course, right? Um, and as opposed to just following along, abiding by what everyone else thinks or what everyone else does. I know this is really hard to do, but the more we can do that, the more liberating, the more deeper enriching our life becomes. And, and so Bruce actually, he talked about four steps to honest self-expression. And he said, you have to research your own experience, 
Next, you have to absorb what is useful. Number three, you have to reject what is useless. And then you have to add specifically your own, your own style, right? Like that's when you see the best. They, they, they copy, they copy early on. Um, and then slowly that copying kind of rotates and, and twists into their own style. And that's like when true mastery occurs. And with that, it's going to take a lot of work like we talked about. And another thing that Bruce talks about is change. And he says the change with change is the changeless state. Life is always changing. It's constantly in flux. And Bruce understood that. Uh, he actually learned a lot of these principles from the Tao Te Ching like I talked about um, with Lao Tzu. And more of the, the learnings that he took from there are in the, the written format of the distillery. But life is constantly flowing. It's moving. It's changing. We have to be open and learn to love change. So many people I see, they, they just resist change. They fight it. But here's, here's a little newsflash. Your whole life is going to be filled with change. Your body is constantly changing every single day. The scenarios you're in, you're changing every, every single day. The people around you. So what are you going to do? Continue your life just trying to resist change or become adaptable, become like water um, and embrace the change. And, and so getting into that be like water, I'm sure a lot of you have heard that be like water principle. Uh, it's, it's one of the things I, I probably say this once or twice a day, both to myself and then other, other people. And so we, we can think about the importance that we can learn from water. So be like water, making its way through cracks. Do not be assertive, but adjust to the object and you shall find a way through it. If nothing within you stays rigid, outward things will dissolve themselves. Empty your mind, be formless, shapeless like water. If you put water into a cup, it becomes the cup. You put water into a bottle and it becomes the bottle. You put it in a teapot, it becomes the teapot. Now water can flow or it can crash. And then Bruce says, be water, my friend, right? Like water can constantly move and absorb and adapt. And that's what we're trying to do in this life. And so Bruce really used this um, to guide his life, um, being present to the changing circumstances and, and seeing what this can become. And the, and the way he came to this be like water principle is um, his teacher, Yip Man, uh, was trying to teach Bruce how to relax and calm his mind. And Bruce was, was young. I forget if he was, if he was in his late teens or early 20s um, at this time. And his teacher, Yip Man, was saying, never assert yourself against nature. Never be in frontal op opposition to any problem, but control it by swinging with it. And so Bruce became so frustrated, right? Like he couldn't control his mind. He, he couldn't figure out what Yip Man was talking about. So Yip Man actually made him leave. He said, take a week off. You need to get away. And so Bruce was frustrated, um, obviously, as like one of those type A personalities, kind of wants to, wants to grow, expand himself. And since he was earlier on, he realized, all right, okay, I'm, I'm taking a little time away. So he went out on a, on a small boat. And so what ended up happening is he became frustrated. He couldn't figure out this lesson. lesson. And he, uh, he struck the water. He, he punched the water. And what he said is, had not this water just now il illustrated to me the principle of gung fu, I struck it, but it did not suffer hurt. Again, I struck it with all my might yet it was not wounded. I then tried to grasp a handful of it, but this proved impossible. This water, the softest substance in the world, which could be contained in this smallest jar, only seemed weak. In reality, it could penetrate the hardest substances in the world. That was it. I wanted to be like the nature of water. Um, and he actually had a second revelation um, during this time. He was watching the birds flying overhead, casting their reflection on the water. And he said, should not, not the thoughts and emotions I have when in front of the opponent pass like the reflection of the bird flying over the water? This is exactly what Professor Yet meant when being one in whom feeling was not sticky or blocked. Therefore, in order to control myself, I must first accept myself by going with and not against my nature. The way I think about this, if you picture a, a beautiful crystal clear lake, 
I picture our minds are that lake, right? Like just perfectly at peace, perfectly calm. But then all of the reflections in the lake are those different emotions, those different feelings, those different thoughts, right? Like being concerned with what other people think. Those are all the the visions or, or the images on top of that lake. But once those go, just like a cloud coming through, we can observe the cloud, but we can just let them go. And then we're that perfectly peaceful state. And I think this is what was Bruce was getting to there. Um, and, and so I, I just think this is really cool, just having these epiphany night moments. But one of the things I love about how his epiphany came is during his time where he was actually stepping away. We, we, we talk about this a lot on other episodes of What Got You There is that go, go, go mentality, right? Like we're constantly trying to do, to strive, to become. But our best insights, those shower epiphany aha moments come during relaxed states. And so for those type A hard chargers, much like myself, it's important knowing that, you know what, sometimes scheduling these downtimes, scheduling intervals um, for rest and recovery are just crucial. Uh, Another thing that Bruce did, and this is one of those simple things, but I feel like many people would kind of just like scoff at this to begin with. And that's, uh, he actually had seven affirmations and he actually wrote these down on small note cards and he carried with them, um, with himself at all times. And and these affirmations, uh, if you want to dive further into these, um, just click on the distillery tab and you can read all these. But the first one was around memory. The second one was around the subconscious mind. Next up, the importance of imagination. Um, the other one was emotions and, and realizing that emotions are both positive and negative. Um, and then reason and then um, conscious. And then the last one was willpower. Um, and so like I just mentioned, if you, if you want to read further into what these actual note cards said, uh, just click on the distillery tab. And so uh, I mentioned a term uh, a few minutes ago, gung fu, and I hope you didn't think I said kung fu. Gung fu um, – is actually the martial art practice or well the the better way to describe gung fu is, is gung fu is anything you practice with effort discipline harmony humility towards mastery so actually gung fu translated means discipline and training toward the mastery of some skill um, it is applied to martial arts but it actually can be applied to anything so ultimately gung fu is just a pathway towards mastery in a deeper understanding of yourself in life and so it doesn't have to pertain to martial arts. Um, say you're a great golfer. Say you, you approach it with this incredible mind. You can have gung fu in golf. Um, so true gung fu values uh, the wonder of the ordinary and the cultivation of gung fu is not daily increase but daily decrease. So being wise in, in gung fu does not mean adding more but to be able to get off um, and simply be. Like we talked about earlier uh, with Michelangelo's sculptor um, building a statue, not by adding, but by hacking away the unessential so that the truth will be revealed and unobstructed. And art is the expression of the self. So the more complicated and restrictive a method is, the lesser the opportunity of, for the expression of one's original self of freedom, right? Like when we overcomplicate things, um, they get bogged down. It's, it's the best things are usually the simplest things. I, I, I think about this a lot with, with some of the, the world-class chefs. And they use such a few handful of ingredients. And you'd be thinking, well, shouldn't they be having all of these different ingredients? It's no. They get the best tasting, freshest ingredients. And therefore, so few are actually required. And I think like gung fu, that's based on simplicity. Um, And simplicity is a thing that we can just see all throughout history, right? Like Lao Tzu and the Tao Te Ching, which we talked about a few times, Stoicism. Um, this principle of simplicity comes over again and again. Um, and so that's really key. And, and, and one of the final things that, that Bruce was really big on um, is the keys to conquer yourself. And I think a lot of this distillery all is about conquering, right? Like to understand yourself, um, to be an artist of life. 
And so he identified the keys to help us conquer um, what he calls the, the fetters. And, and those are know yourself, self-knowledge, right? Optimism, self-awareness, learning, remaining neutral, and taking action. And so I'll dive into each one of these individually quickly here as we wrap up. And so self-knowledge, when we're honest with ourselves and truly know ourselves, we're on the path to self-knowledge, which is a never-ending journey. When we can examine our whole selves, the good, the bad, and everything in between, we find deeper levels of self that allow us to experience life, right? It's not only about the peak moments. It's about the, the totality of it all. So the next one up is optimism, and optimism is faith that leads to success. And pessimism blunts the tools you need to succeed. So he he was a big believer in optimistic self. And we talked about this a lot, self-awareness. You learn through experience. That experience leads to greater self-awareness. In order to learn, you need to take action and use honest reflection. So next up is learning. I know we hit on this in the beginner's mind, right? Like to say, I don't know, to seek out teachers, to learn, to cultivate these habits daily so you can learn is so crucial. Um, and, and Bruce talks about remaining neutral, which is the next one. And when we're not in a neutral, open state, we grasp on the thought patterns that don't allow us to tackle our ignorance. So we must be open and aware of everything that is happening around us. And when we're open and neutral, we can, we can learn, right? Like we have that empty cup. And the final one is take action. And so we have to use all the keys together to take more effective action. Um, nothing is going to get done in this world without action. And so I'll leave you with this final quote by Bruce, um, which I really enjoy. And he says, I have to leave you now, my friend. You have a long journey ahead of you, and you must travel light. From now on, drop all your burden of preconceived conclusions behind and open yourself to everything and everyone ahead. Remember, my friend, the usefulness of the cup is the is is in its emptiness. It's so true. So I hope everyone after hearing this um, remains more open receptive to new ideas, challenging yourself, being like water, adaptable, flowing, uh, never stopping, constantly cultivating your own life, your own self, being an artist of life. So this is, this is a quicker recap um, for the distillation of Bruce Lee. Like I said, you can head to whatgotyouthere.com, click on the distillery tab. You can see the distillation of Bruce Lee, which is way more thorough, in-depth, with a lot more information uh, than just the audio of this episode. And then you can also see the other distillations we've done, like Total Wolf, uh, Josh Waitzkin, Nick Kikonis, uh, Yen Liao. And this is something we put out every single month. So if you want to be the first one to receive these, you can also just subscribe uh, to the Momentum Monday newsletter by going to whatgotyouthere.com and clicking the subscribe button. So once again, thank you guys for for listening, for tuning in, for um, just just being part of this. And I, I, I love getting able to learn from others and then pass it on. So I hope you guys learned something, took it away, took away with this, um, but then integrated it into your own life. So once again, until next time, I hope you enjoyed the distillation of Bruce Lee. You guys made it to the end of another episode of What Got You There? I hope you guys enjoyed it. I really do appreciate you taking the time to listen all the way through. If you found value in this, the best way you can support the show is giving us a review, rating it, sharing it with your friends, and also sharing on social. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Looking forward to you guys listening to another episode.